We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. Happy opening night for the Milwaukee Bucks NBA is here it has started a couple of teams let uh you have to but do uh left to play tim uh and the milwaukee bucks will host the sixers tonight we will have the post game show for you afterwards on the dan shaney youtube stream youtube.com backslash at bart winkler show do like and subscribe a lot of good content on there as of late, we've got Ryan Horvat on the episode today. Horvat, uh, we're going to do all the picks, even the Thursday game. So we'll have Horvat today. That video posted on YouTube uh, this morning. So you can check out our picks and look at us while you do that. If YouTube is your preference of choice. Me doing the voicemails here and chatting with Austin. Austin's going to join. Uh, we've missed Austin the last couple of Shows, uh, he was sick. We'll talk to him. Uh, that is for the audio consumption only, as well as some of your voicemails. Do want to just briefly start with the uh, baseball? How about that? We're going to start with baseball. It's going to be the Rangers and the Diamondbacks in the World Series. I kind of like the Rangers to actually win the World Series, but the Diamondbacks were always going to get there. We are all fools. We are all fools for not betting on the Diamondbacks to go to the World Series. We all knew it was happening the moment they beat the Brewers. I don't need to tell you about the Brewers' streak. Yes, there was one year where, of course, they made the World Series. They were in the World Series. And sometimes with the NLCS, it's like, okay, of course they're going to make the World Series. But it is pretty uh, insane that even if it's the divisional round or the wild card round, that team gets into the World Series. It's improbable the Nationals did it a few years ago. This is maybe the most improbable World Series team of all time, an 84-win team is going to be in the World Series after beating Milwaukee, Los Angeles, and Philadelphia. A Game 7 in Philly, absolutely nuts. So, of course, they were going to make it. I try to get over this season. I try, I try, but the further they go, the more those feelings come back. And this is a, a test now. You guys all told me that yeah, I'm being crazy boy who loves big market teams, and I only want – Big market teams, no, I, I think the Orioles should get a shot of not, not having a week off is basically my argument. But, okay, go ahead and watch your precious Rangers and Diamondbacks World Series. You're going to bitch, bitch, bitch that you hate the Yankees and the Red Sox. This is kind of a straw man argument. I don't know who I'm talking to, 
but I am I, w- one of you are resonating with this. One of you are saying this wasn't that great of a World Series. Well, maybe it is though. Just watch it, check it out, and baseball proving how great seven game series are. Thank you for finally giving us that in the third round of your playoffs. Craig Council has gotten permission from the Brewers to interview with the Mets. All I keep saying is you don't delay good news. Not like this. And you certainly don't go take another interview. Now, maybe this is something that many people have done in the business world. You talk to somebody else, drive up the price, you know, make it a bidding war, show that there is other interest in you, show how valuable you are. Because, yeah, Craig's coming back. We want Craig. We want Craig. Okay. But then he actually gets on a plane, goes to New York. Well, now it's like, oh, shit. We might have to actually pay this guy. I don't know. I'm telling you, just in watching the Mets opening press conference, it seemed like they wanted to say the name Craig Council. They kept asking questions and answering about, we want a guy with philosophy. We want a guy who's lockstep. And obviously, Craig and David Stearns had that relationship. Craig can go somewhere and get more money, not just for him, but for his team. It would feel more of a betrayal, I think, than uh, it would. I mean, the, every year it's the post game. It's it's advertised around Craig and how much how special this is. But nothing nothing concrete until he leaves. Uh, if he leaves right now, it's just an interview. But I don't know. Uh, not not great. Ultimately, if I had to pick. I still think he's back, but it's like 59-41. I don't this this Mets thing is I think it's legitimate. He's at least playing out the pros and cons, is what I feel. He's at least done that with the family. They've made an actual list on the whiteboard on the fridge. I'm almost certain of that. Um Got a couple of voicemails on the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART. Let's get this one from John first. Good to have John checking in. Morning, John and Franklin checking in. It's been a minute. A couple of things, briefly. Congratulations on the Bucks getting uh, Giannis done. He's going to stay in this town. He ain't leaving the likes of Nina Kimes and Brian Bega Windhorse. You can shove that narrative and find a different one. He's not headed to either coast. Congratulations to Tori and the Diamondbacks. Coast LaFleur, it may be a different sport, but that's how you carry the bag, my friend. You go in there and you tell them, we're not coming out to Philly to get our ass kicked, and then you take care of your business. LaFleur could learn some things from the Diamondbacks coach. And now back to the Packers. I've been pulling a lot of punches. I've been swallowing a lot of my takes. But I'm going to tell you right now, this team, this team is headed in one direction, and that's to the cellar. There isn't a positive thing that you can find about this team. As as bad as the Bears were the first game, there are some things. I mean, they might have a quarterback controversy because they might have two halfway decent quarterbacks. We could be in that spot. Not that we'll want to spend 20 years getting there like they did. And to that point, at some point, we need to quit talking about how it's uh, the injury's fault and making excuses. The architect of this squad and his draft. 
bringing this team down. The Hall of Famer's not here to cover up for your lack of drafting capabilities. My suggestion, if this Vikings game goes the way I fear as a Packer fan it will, it's time to sell, get draft assets, to bring somebody over from the Minnesota draft room if you can, so they can show you how to draft a receiver. And somebody from Baltimore that knows how to draft defensive players, because they rebuilt their defense in two seasons. This is what needs to happen, because I don't trust the current management with draft assets. I'm out. John in Franklin, he's been holding that in, and it was great to hear it. If only you, John, could be on that sideline. I, I would love that. That needs to be a job. LaFleur should hire John. And John, you don't even have to say anything. Just LaFleur needs to look at you and he'll know by your face, whether you're excited or if you think what he's doing sucks. I, that's, that's what I need. I need John and Franklin on the sideline. The Packers would be, it's undoubtedly a true sentence. If John and Franklin was just on the sideline and Matt LaFleur was cognizant of it, the Packers would be better. No doubt in my mind. No doubt. Here is one from Matt in the Falls. Here we go. Hey, Bart. It's me. Um, just heard the clip of um, whoever those guys were uh, talking about <laughs> Matt LaFleur giving up play calling and how it's got to be on the table or on in the discussion whatever and i think that was a clip that uh we played from aaron nagler i'm i'm baffled i'm stunned by how stupid that idea is that is like having a chef and being like oh well you know the food's the food's not really that good right now it's not going very well so you know we're gonna we're going to have the, sh the chef stay around, but one of the cooks is going to come up with all the recipes. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. But uh chef is still going to be here. Just We're, we're just going to have the cook coming up with the recipes. Like, what? You, like, he is here to call the plays. That is his job. That is what he's supposed to be doing. That's his specialty, etc. Like, if he's not calling the plays, you have to fire him and get someone new. You, you don't just, like, what? No, it's either he, he runs the offense or he goes, period. There are years and uh, playbooks that have like, all right, where are we in terms of our grief as a sports fan? What what topic can we pick from? Ooh, let's do a someone else should call the plays discussion. That doesn't apply here. I'm totally with Matt. Lafleur is a play calling head coach. There's no... If ands or buts about it, that's what he is here to do. Be a play calling head coach. He needs to call the plays. Austin wanted to leave a voicemail, but uh wanted to chat about it instead. So we will get to Austin here in just a second. Do want to remind you about happyplacehemp.com and the gummies. I still got a I still got like three or four THCOs left. And I take them. And then immediately I'm like, I feel fine. And then I feel pretty good later. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. The gummies, the CBD, the THC, the CBD uh, only ones, the CBD CBN ones. Those I like to take before bed. 
if I haven't taken one of the uh, deltas, you can uh, take what you like and kind of experiment with the dosage. Start with a half, maybe a full one, see what you need. Try a sampler pack right away. That's always good. You can stop in there, say hi, let them know that uh, you heard him on the Bart Winkler show. Otherwise, the promo code at happyplacehemp.com is Bart, B-A-R-T. And if you are anywhere in the country, if you're not just in the Milwaukee area, obviously you can visit if you are, but they will send it to you and they will do free shipping. There's free shipping on their products. So they'll get it out. Uh, it's a quick turnaround. They get the order. They put it in the box. They send it out in the mail as soon as that mailman comes. So it's a very efficient process. I have seen it with thine own eyes. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. 25% off every order. Okay, next up in our voicemail turned one-on-one uh, -on -one series, Austin, who has been noticeable, uh, noticeably absent. He's back. Well, are you feeling okay? No, I had COVID. Oh, shit. What's COVID like in 2023? Oh man, I uh, got it on Saturday and I tried, like, I was listening to the post game show and I was like, I'll, I just can't, I can't call in, man. I was in rough shape. I fell asleep for like the first and second quarter of the game trying to stay awake. Uh, man, I can't breathe properly. I'm, I'm out of breath going up and down stairs. How it's are you rough. right now? Can you, are you going to finish that sentence? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty good now. I'll be working from home for the rest of the week, but it's it's better definitely today. This is the best it's been since Saturday. Wow. All right. Well, yeah. uh rest up. We need you for a buck season starting. Hey man, I'm ready. What is that? Thursday? Thursday night. Let's go. So your thoughts on the Packers, Austin. You wanted a few more minutes than a voicemail, and you have been afforded that time. Uh, I appreciate it. And not only are voicemails brought to you by Carl's Place, Carl of ET.com backslash Bart, but so are these extended voicemail conversations. So thanks to Carl's Place for the infrastructure to make this happen. Yeah, appreciate it, Carl. Um, no, so I'm just, I'm really sick. Like, after, after the Brewers lost, and then, like, any sports talk is like upsetting me uh, going on Twitter is really pissing me off because the Packers are kind of sucking and everybody's just going off the fucking deep end. Just like they did when the Brewers lost the first before they even played the first game in that series, like Woodruff got injured and no one gave the Brewers a chance. And uh, Packers fans right now, if, if this was July, and we all were saying, okay, ceiling, we were being really optimistic saying seven or eight games, I think. So if we look at it now in October and our ceiling is six games, five games, wouldn't we all be happy with that? Well, it's, there's a difference between having expectations that are low and then living through the actual process. Well, yeah, but... But, I mean, be realistic with yourself. We got people calling for Sean Clifford to start playing football games right now. That's absurd. It's absurd. So, I'm just getting, like, so pissed looking at Twitter and seeing it. And I wanted, yeah, and I wanted to get on the postgame show and bitch. I just didn't have the energy to do it. It's like, what? Jordan Love, we're giving him this whole effing season right now, guys. Like, he, he had a comeback against the Saints. 
he got a little lucky in that Broncos game with that uh, touchdown off of Dobbs' hands that went into, was that Reed or? Yeah, but it was right to Dobbs. It was in his hands. The he second touchdown, I, or the, the, the fail Mary kind of touchdown was maybe more lucky. Yeah. Okay. Because the guy, the defender got his feet down first, whatever. We got screwed by that, didn't we, in the past? So I'm not going to apologize for any of that. But he's like, if if Jordan Love is going to be any good, too, you, first of all, you got to let him play. Second of all, Matt LaFleur needs to get his head out of his ass. It's like he's he's coaching to protect his job, whereas we all remember when Love got drafted, how happy he was to get this guy. And, you know, and thank, thank, thank God for – I'm going to try really hard not to swear. Thank God for Rodgers – you know, making changes at the line of scrimmage because that honestly did cover up LaFleur's BS. There's no way that the Packers go 13-3 and three in those years and LaFleur's, like, all-time winningest in three years as a head coach for the Packers. Without I think LaFleur is bud. If that. <laughs> if that. I mean, but at least bud won a championship, bud right? But, but um, you know, he had Giannis and... How, how good of a coach is Bud? I don't know. I mean, he did coach the Hawks, and he has that experience before, so you can at least get some. But Lafleur is only coached with Rodgers, and you know, I, I want, I want this. We keep talking about this Lafleur offense. We've never seen an example of it. We just seen like what Shanahan and McVay do, and assume that Lafleur is going to be like that too. But yeah, yeah. And what has he done to prove like any, any? motion can these can his players even understand the concept of their motions you ever and, see those like science fiction shows where they clone someone and then they clone the clone i think yeah, andy, richter's, andy richter's quintuple show was like this or whatever but if you keep cloning the clone eventually the product is going to look almost nothing like the original and i think that's where lafleur is with sean mcveigh and uh and shanahan like he's an extension of this line but he's not them, clearly. No, and McVay has won a Super Bowl. Um, and he took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. That shows the McVay offense. That shows what he can do with play calling. Um, Shanahan almost did it with uh, Brock Purdy, and who's looked human now the last two weeks. But LeFleur looks... <laughs> He looks like dog shit with with love. The only great great game that love really had that Lafleur even looked decent in was the Bears game, and the Bears suck. But yeah. no, he's he doesn't do anything. There's no reason why it's the same thing with the Sean Payton character. Well, everyone's like loving this guy as a great coach. He won one Super Bowl. Uh, Lafleur hasn't gotten to a Super Bowl and chokes constantly and finds a new way to do it. And then, but he like, what does he need to learn still? Like he always says, oh, we'll learn from this. Well then fucking learn from it, dude. Cause you're not learning from it. You're, you're, you're putting a, you're, maybe you said this, they got training wheels in the first half. And then, and then you're down and you're like, okay, well, I guess Jordan can throw now. And then you're, you know, you come back and you get the lead well, and then Denver kicks a field goal, and now you're uh, 
you're shit out of luck. So Jordan Love has no option but to heave one downfield. I don't know if a guy was open in the middle or not. I don't watch the all 22, but, and then people are going to complain. Well, AJ, Love, AJ, Love Dillon, people, AJ Dillon was there, but okay. And, and LaFleur's like, Oh, Love should have looked for him. LaFleur kind of like sold him out. Yeah. Well, LaFleur, how about you did a better job coaching in the first half? Then? So I don't think we have any business uh, crapping on Jordan Love this season. That being said, do you like them to beat the Vikings? No. Oh. That being said, no, man, not the way, not until I see like a change in the coaching philosophy and just honestly, just let them go out there and let it rip, let them figure out, you know, what works, what doesn't. And there's no, no need to be cute with it. And just let the guy go play and figure out what his strengths are in game and what they aren't rather than put them in situations where, where it's like, okay, game's on the line, go figure it out. How about game's not on the line and you let it go rip and fly in the first quarter? Austin, it, is it there anything else, uh, anything else you'd like to get off your chest, young man? Oh, no, man, I'm still I'm still worked up from the Brewers and all this Packers stuff. No, but thanks for letting me vent, man. That's what we're here for. I hope to see you on the Bucks post game. I think you will, Thursday night, yes, sir. And then uh, Sunday we'll have a Packer post game. And I will, uh, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I might lean on a lot of you guys because I'm gonna be watching the game on my phone during trick or treating, which fucking sucks. Yeah, that does suck. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate it. I will give my Packers Vikings prediction along with Ryan Horvat. You can check out that Dan Shaney YouTube as well. Uh, that is coming up next. Ryan Horvat with the picks here on the Bart Winkler Show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan Horvath in the week. Are we in week eight already? Can you even believe it is week eight? I actually can't. Is it week eight? I think so. I'm going to have to check on that. Yeah, I can't remember. Is it week seven or week eight? Pretty sure it's week seven, dude. Uh, it is. No, you're right. It's week eight. Wow. Yeah, but I can't. I, I've been making that mistake, too. That's week Ooh. eight. I, I'm glad we're doing the picks because I'm about to make a bet for $1,000, 1K. Hey, how about our Eagles? Well, I like the Eagles, baby. I don't, we had a really good NFL week. Um. I had Penn State, regrettably, but I liked the first half under a lot more. And I had USC, but other than that, had a good Saturday. 
But man, the Sunday, I think that's the best that we've done in the picks. We had a really good Sunday. I'm trying to think like what losers I had on Sunday. Because NFL has been tricky this year. You know, it's been weird. It's been a weird year. It's been a weird, it's been a weird, weird year. It's been a weird, wacky year, yeah. No, it really has, though. You know what I mean? Like, the college game has been awesome because, like, every big game has lived up to the hype. Although I was kind of bored with Ohio State, Penn State. I think Penn State sucks. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I thought they were the second. I thought it was Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State. I I don't know. Were you on the I air for that, that game? Hmm? Were you on the air for that game? Yeah. Probably for the best. Like, if I had to miss a game that day, it would have been that one. Um, well, no, but I watched the game and talk uh, about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hate watching. I shouldn't say this because, like, I'm on the air every night, but there's nothing worse than trying to watch a game and, like, broadcast at the same time. I know. It's very hard. It's very hard. Like, baseball and basketball are easy, you know, but, like, football, you know, like, a guy goes down, you kind of want to know about the injury. Or I was on air when... uh Damian Harris, was it him that went down? The Bills yeah. were playing, and and it was like, oh my God, they another guy is dying on the field. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, oh that was Sunday night. Yeah, it was on the air Sunday night. Yeah, man, that was scary. he wasn't. He wasn't moving. I know. It's always like when my wife's in the room too, and she's like, oh, it's happening again. And like, you know, she's not like one of them people, but I'm always like, well, like, yeah, it's a a violent sport unfortunately uh and thank god everything's okay but um yeah scary situation but overall a good good weekend of football i'm excited for this weekend of football can't believe it's already week eight i really can't believe it's already week eight though but <laughs> because no. i hate when people like say that dude but it's crazy you know like when i thought about how the season was flying by is because like high school football is already wrapping up i know like back home they're already in the playoffs and i was like holy shit and yeah. then college, man, we only got a couple weeks left, so I have to try to enjoy all of them because pretty soon it's going to be just the NBA. And, I mean, the Bucks will be fun, but the rest of the league is, uh, I don't know, man. I don't get into the NBA the same way that I used to. I'm not going to lie. I like well, that's college. Why, that's why the NBA Cup is happening. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't care. Hey, before we get into the NFL picks, um, I cannot – find fault with what Michigan did. Like I know it's nefarious and whatever, but these coaches have the opportunity. Matt rule is saying this with Nebraska. We can use headsets, but nobody wants to like, we shouldn't be doing signs with, you know, SpongeBob square pants on them and change your signs up. I don't know. It's just like, this was, this was bound to happen at some point. I'm not going to fault Michigan for being the smartest team to do it. The year that they were allegedly like doing it is is like the worst year Harbaugh had too. Yeah, I mean, like I thought Matt Rule kind of like said everything that needed to be said, right? Like, I mean, the technology is there. You see it every Sunday. You know, you even see it at the high school level. You don't see it at the college level, and so you're going to put that right out there, right? Like, be smart about it. Change up your signs. Get creative with it. I think what it is right now, for whatever reason, is there's a witch hunt going on at Michigan. They want to nail Harbaugh. I mean. I thought it was crazy enough that he got suspended for the first four games of the season. I get it was against the like the rules and whatnot, man. But the NCAA, like, it's run by a bunch of assholes. I love college football, but I hate the NCAA. And now, just like when you think things are going to get better because players can make money, 
you know, players can sign endorsements, the NIL money. Like, I love the transfer portal. Anybody that's like, oh, you got to stick with the team, earn your role, shut the fuck up, dude. Because, like, let's be honest, man. Like, if Jalen Hurts sticks around at Alabama, he's not Jalen Hurts. You know, maybe Tua is not Tua. Maybe Bo Nix isn't completing 80% of his passes, and maybe Michael Penix isn't looked at as a pro prospect because he's dead because he's, you know, sacked nine times at Indiana. Nobody even remembers Michael Penix in Indiana. The transfer portal is a good thing. The NCAA, the Tez Walker situation. This kid didn't play the first couple weeks of the season. He's one of the better wide receivers in college football. Like this, it's all a bunch of nonsense, is what it is. And the Harbaugh stuff is crazy. Like bought a couple of recruits a cheeseburger. Who cares? I mean, look at these cars they're driving in Alabama, Georgia. Who cares if he took you know some recruits to Five Guys and bought him a cheeseburger? And now with this, like, here's the worst part about it, man. Harbaugh, I think Michigan wins it all this year. Even if they don't, I think Harbaugh is going back to the NFL. Florida with it last year came back because, I mean, that's a defense that's given up five points per game. He calls J.J. McCarthy the best quarterback in Michigan history. He thinks he has a legit shot to win a national title and then go back to the pros and maybe win a Super Bowl, right? Like, how many coaches have done that? All the great coaches that we talk about, greatest coaches of all time, Nick Saban, we consider him a failure at the pro level, although I think he kind of got screwed, right? If they if they signed Drew Brees in free agency rather than the Saints, rather than Dante Culpepper, you know, he probably sticks around a couple of years. And I actually thought Saban was all right, but Harbaugh has a chance to do something that not a lot of coaches have done. So uh, I think he's gone anyway. So here's the worst part about it, man. What are you going to do? Pin more shit on Michigan and then some new head coach is going to have to deal with this. And yeah, some that part always play? sucks. You know what I mean? Like, why do some kids like, so you're telling me maybe in two years, there's a kid out there that's 17 years old right now that's going to be quarterbacking the Wolverines and he can't quarterback that team if they make it, like if they're undefeated in a bowl game because some shit Harbaugh did like two years prior. It's like taking away Reggie Bush's Heisman. We all know he was the fucking best player in college football that year, right? Like it's like taking away USC's national championships. Unfortunately, I was there. They won them. They cheated and they pushed Reggie Bush in the end zone one year. But uh, yeah, so I just think it's a bunch of shit. The tush push. The bush push. Um, this is a fun uh, week. We actually are going to do the Thursday pick before the Thursday game. Yeah, first Thursday. time all year, right? I think so. So with it being week eight, Harvey, let's let's dive in. Let's do it. Da -da -da -da. Week eight is great. Man, you're going to be so shocked at who I have a big bet on. My biggest bet of the week is going to be on a team. You're going to be... You're going to be shocked by, all right, let's pull up the games and we're going to start with Thursday, which I actually have considered betting this game. I kind of like the bills, man. It's a big number, eight and a half point favorites at home. The bills are all beat up defensively. They lose. They got Trey Tampa, White. right? This is Tampa and Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's uh, the Buccaneers on the road, eight and a half point dogs. Ooh, which uh, I will be watching. However, Buck Sixers, you got a line on that. Buck Sixers. Yeah, let me get one for you. Uh, Thursday night, right? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, Thursday let me night. hold on. Oops. Let me let me check that because I'm actually curious because I think the Sixers are going to be shit. Bucks five and a Harden, half points. Uh, Harden was reporting and then the Sixers said, get the fuck out of here. That's bullshit. His mom's sick. He's at home taking care of her. Hey, hot take, and I know like everybody will hate me for this. I know like the Giannis Harden beef. He's kind of grown on me. He's fucking hilarious. He just goes to China and starts talking shit about his boss and like calling him a scumbag and he'll never like he's harmless, man. And, and he's not good. like it happened at like one in the morning our time over there. So Maury has to wake up to this shit. 
Hey, he's not like good anymore. So he's not like a real threat. Now I just kind of find him hilarious, to be honest with you. I have no issue with Yeah, him. he'd be I a good fourth him. option in Milwaukee. He could start I'd at the two. Take him. I, I want him to go to the Clippers because I think he's a good point guard at this stage of his career. Like there's no, he has no business taking more than like 10 field goals a game. Bucks are five and a half point favorites. Totals 225. I'm going to actually, I'm going to bet the Bucks right now. Yeah. How much? I don't think Philly's, I think there's a chance Embiid gets moved, dude. I've been barking for that for a year on CBS. If the Bulls, if the Bulls had any fucking brains, like they would trade for Joel Embiid, but. It's just an organization. They, they, they don't strike me as an organization that really gives a fuck. No, they just want to fucking sell tickets, and they're going to do that. Just like, like the Cubs. It's like in Chicago. Like people just go to the games just because it's like something to do. You know what I mean? All right, Thursday night, Bills are eight-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know the Bills don't look very good, and Ken Dorsey like has to you know uh, kind of like surrender play calling 90% of the time, it appears, or whatever's going on there. But I think Tampa's a very fraudulent team and on the road. And I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but I just feel like this is a game where Baker gets the shit kicked out of them. They can't run the ball, and especially against Buffalo. So if you're just dropping Baker back, Buffalo's still getting pressure at a ridiculous rate. I worry a little bit about their secondary, but Baker hasn't looked good the last couple of weeks. I think they're coming back down to earth. Give me the Bills, actually, eight and a half point favorites. I'll lay a big number. We've had a couple dogs cover in a row on uh, Thursday Night Football. Well, we've also, it's been like the first, like the, the team that's supposed to win takes a big lead. And then the other team's been coming back every week's like the same game. I don't want to take the bills here. Cause I think the number's too big, but with uh, Tampa losing to the Falcons, they are dead to me because the Falcons are shit and they're going to get in the playoffs because they don't play another team over 500 the rest of the year. I told you this. Over eight and a half wins was the easiest money. And everybody's like, oh, they, Desmond Ritter sucks. I'm like, yeah, they play nobody, though. It's like well, fucking schedule. I will take, regrettably, I will take the Bills on Thursday night football. All right. That theme's gone. Dude, I don't even, I fucking am on the air. I don't even get to listen. I don't know. Sucks. Oh, I bet this one. Let's start with this game, actually. Sunday, noon kickoff your time, 1 p.m. my time. I got to say that in my head because I'm dumb. Uh, Cowboys, the Cowboys. The Cowboys are six and a half point favorites over the Rams. Totals 45 and a half. I bet Dallas under a touchdown. Just kind of like I said about Tampa, man. You know, Stafford looked really good the first couple weeks of the season. But Stafford's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league when he's under pressure. One of the best when he's throwing from a clean pocket. And Dallas has the best pass rush in the league. So I think that defense is just going to tee off. I know, like, you know, Puka and Tutu and Cup are all really good, but so is that Dallas defense. So I think the offense is starting to figure some things out, too. Another big game for CeeDee Lamb, hopefully. Uh, in fact, CeeDee Lamb over five and a half receptions. There's another bet. We've been doing pretty good when I give those props out early. So anybody's listening, I do like CeeDee Lamb to have a big game. Everybody was, like, shitting on his name, saying he's not a true number one. Remember that conversation in Green Bay? 414-799-1250. Is MVS a true number two? True number two was like, it didn't matter what season we were in. Like, was the big show satire? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Post this clip and send it to Gary. Was the big show, like, were those real topics? It would always be like, you know, is MBS a true number two? Is EQ St. Brown a true four? Like, who fucking cares? Rogers targeting Devontae. 
25 times a game. Let's talk about what really matters. Why do we continue to field the defense for the last two decades that can't fucking tackle? Like, why is every inside linebacker Brad Jones, dude? They would always why? take, like, one guy so specific. I was always so enthralled with how they took a real specific guy and tried to make a massive topic out of it. Like, do you think Desmond Bishop will be the main force and the undetermined leader of the defense? And if so, can they win without him? Desmond Bishop calls. And it's like driving around. Who the fuck is going to pick up their phone? They're looking at the screen. They're like, no one's calling. I'm not picking up the phone for Desmond Bishop calls. It's like, hey, have you ever heard, uh, remember the Eminem album? He's like, you want to know why Dre's albums are selling? He's rapping about big screen TVs, blunts, 40s, and bitches. I can't say the rest of the line, but that's that like, you know what I mean? Like you got to hit him with the, you know, should the, like, what well, I mean, you can't get too ridiculous. It couldn't have been in like, should the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, which we were doing in like 2007. No, but yeah, it would be like, should Tyler Irvin get more, be more involved in the offense? Like, no. Should Tyler really Irvin get more snaps in the offense? What say you? Oh, uh, the Schneider hotline. All right. So I like Dallas. Do you like Dallas? Well, my Rams theory was they're always going to be within a game of 500, but I, I don't I don't like the Rams here. So that theory is officially dead, and I do like uh, my Cowboys. Ram it. All right. Uh, we'll skip. We'll save the Packers game for last. So let's go to this one. Ooh, I got a dog for you. The Fighting Tobies, I bet them at plus seven. They're down to six and a half. I still like them. I think they beat the Eagles outright. Uh Eagles six and one coming off a big win in prime time. Now they make the trip here to DC. It's a dump here. It's probably going to be windy as shit because it always is and rainy and cold. I don't know that for a fact, actually. It's Wednesday when we're taping. Uh, and I don't care about the weather because I live in an apartment. Six and a half point dogs are the commandos. Give me the commandos to go commando in DC and put their cocks on that field. Leave it all out there and uh, at least cover against the Eagles. They always play the Eagles. I can take you on a cover. I'm not going to take you on a win. Sorry, for everybody, Rod. It was, it was a three point. They lost by three in Philly. Yeah. No, they lost by. Um, yeah. Well, I just looked it up. But I'm going to. Oh, yeah. I'll take, the, I'll take the commanders to cover. The commanders. But they're not going to win. Well, they might. That'd be nice if they won because a lot of people are going to take the Eagles and Survivor, which I did last week. And this week, I'm going to wait for one of the primetime games, but you might have to. Push me in a certain direction. I want it for Toby. He's a good shit. Um, all right, let's move on. I always see Toby. I was on with Toby. I always go on a show. He's always like fucking Saturday at like 4:30. And I'm like, man, because I love you, yes, but like I'm going to be drunk most likely, yelling at my yelling at Tulsa on my TV. All right, you're Atlanta. Falcons, Falcons. What is what is the right way to say this one again? Falcons. I hate that. Me too. Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, let's let's unite on that still. I don't give a fuck, right? Um, wow. Three-point favorites on the road against the Titans. Oh, yeah, that's because it's probably uh, Will Levis starting, it looks like. Yeah, man. It might be Malik a, Willard. Yeah, regardless. Give me the Dirty Birds. Um, no, no. No. No, this is Titans theory. This is it Titans is. theory. They're going to win this game, dude. Like, Although I don't know where Titans theory is without Ryan Tannehill. 
I know Will Levis like eats mayonnaise on his like shit and stuff, and he's he's a goofball. I don't like him. He's like a glorified fullback, I think, to be honest with you. He he makes Jordan Love look good. Didn't do sorry, had to get one in. Uh give me uh the fighting uh Levises or Malik's. Give me the Titans, give me the Vrabels, actually, to cover three. Full field goal at home. Yeah, this is Titans theory. There's a tweet from Rappaport who says uh Michael, the Titans are gonna yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Titans are likely to have Will Levis. He just posted this, so this is good. Will Levis is going to start, but both will play. I, why do we do that in the NFL? I don't know. So don't Malik's going to come in, and the defense is going to be like, "Oh, they're running the fucking ball." And yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think I between the two of them, I, I don't know that they equal one quarterback, but I still like them to cover three against Atlanta. Um, and what I like how two straight years, two straight years, the Titans are like, fuck, let's just take the quarterback that's dropping. Yeah. To be honest, these these dildos might be an upgrade over Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I'll take the Titans theory. Yeah, I think it's I think it's never been more true. What are you going to do in this one? Because Miami's like the next team we feel the next team we play, they're going to feel it. I think they're going to lose outright to New England, to be honest with you. Like, Miami is a Pac-12 team, right? They're fun. They score 70 points. Tyreek's fun. I like Tua. But their defense is still soft, man. And even when Jalen Ramsey comes back, like, we've seen what the elite receivers do to Jalen Ramsey. We, we remember Devontae just fucking punking him. Um, I like New England, again, to cover. I think New England kind of found something. You know, Mac Jones was trying to do that gritty shit that my kid's always doing. My kid's always doing that. I'm like, what is this? Like, and and uh, that's when you know you're old as shit, right? But Mac Jones was trying to hit it with Gasecki, and Gasecki was like, nah, get away from me. But I'm back in on Mac Jones, man. I saw him yesterday doing some stuff for kids. He was, uh, he was like, dressed up in character. You know what? I'm all in on the Mac Jones hype train. Give me the, give me the fighting Joneses on the money line. Who was he dressed as? Kristoff from Frozen? Can't remember who he was. I want to say he was. Uh... I don't remember. I shouldn't have even said it. I hate when people Tim like do that. Uh, I gotta disagree. I'm gonna take the Dolphins. I'm gonna take okay. the Dolphins to win. You're such a baby. Sorry. I'll take him to bounce back and cover. I think. Okay. Okay, I think you're going to be wrong on that one. What about the Panthers, plus three against the Houston Texans, who are three-point favorites, total in the game, 43. The Panthers, 0-6. I feel like they're just begging you to bet Houston. Fuck, man, Carolina's bad. Uh, so we're going to get the Bryce Young-CJ Stroud matchup. How about that? I'm gonna, I mean, like... I know they're begging. I, I'll be the chalky guy. I got to go Texans. I think the Texans are a decent football team. I think Carolina is one of the worst teams I've ever seen. So, I mean, like, I'll, if I got to lose money, I got to – I'm not going to actually bet this game because I don't really understand it. Look ahead before the season, Texans plus three, now minus three. God. Uh, I'll take the Panthers plus three. Well, do you think Bryce Young, like, prove, has to prove that he's better than C.J. Stroud in this game? Maybe like in his mind, he thinks so. He's actually been a little bit better. I just think the team sucks. Like his number one wide receiver in the year 2023 is Adam Thielen. Yeah, I don't know. I think he wins. I think the Panthers win. 
I kind of do too, though. I yeah, I, I think that that makes like football sense this year. Let's go. We could unite on that one. Panthers plus three. I'm with you. I'm gonna bet that actually. Everybody's Sprinkle betting a little. Yeah, why not? A little money line. I mean, I want a better number. What about this one? The fighting. Is my yeah. internet being shitty? Are you got a good connection with me? It's all right. I keep seeing the fucking Wi-Fi signal, and I want to, I want to go. There's an AT&T building not far from me, and it doesn't have windows, and I understand why, because I would be smashing them all. Yeah, well, good news. You can do that in about 20 minutes anyway, because your boy uh, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer uh, is texting me about Kurt and Long anyway, and I uh, was not on with him on Monday, so uh, I got to get on there anyway, so. That'll work out. You could go get your internet fixed. I was worried it was mine, actually, dude, because I do the Saturday show from home now. And uh, it was like, I have the plug-in. Do you have the plug-in, though? No. Yeah, that's, that works wonders. Um, I'm I'm a little tired and higher. I'd probably be able to give you a better answer of what I actually use, but I'll text it over later for you. All right, the Jets no, are I two just and a need, half. I just need a new router. I got the AT&T yeah. router. But then you yeah. buy the speed, which the router can't do. So you have to buy a new one. It's just all bullshit. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know what else is bullshit? The fact that the New York Fighting Jets, I think, are going to lose, unfortunately, to the Giants. Because why is the spread only two and a half? We're not even at a full field goal. Giants looking a little bit better. Oh, God, this pains me to do it. I'm going to take the Giants. I found a three. Give me the Giants plus three. Giants are going to beat the Jets outright. I kind of like the Jets. Um, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers ain't walking through that door. No. Well, he will be there. He'll be playing catch on the sideline with Eli. How, how about that? Aaron Rodgers announced uh, his presidential endorsement this week. He's so good when he's just talking football and being normal, man. Like, I, I don't know why he feels like the need to, to – this has to be a character. He is um, so good. He is so enthralling to listen to about football. That's, he that's so why I don't good. listen to the nonsense. Yeah, because this is like half my friends in the year, like in today's world too. It's like, yeah, I still like them, but every once in a while they're talking about like not like Alex Jones type shit. Some of them, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. I just never mind. I just like learned that like it's it's life is too short to go around like hating people, and for me to like you know, hate somebody or hate their views. So I just decided to, to ignore them because, you know, not everybody's alike. Anyway, uh, we move on. Jacksonville is a two-and-a-half-point road favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Jags are for real, man, but, whew, schedule's been a little weird. God, another dog? Give me the Steelers. I think the Steelers beat the Jags outright. The Steelers, like, have been out, like, outgained in every game their point differentials like minus 17 but yet here they sit four and two and that's because of coaching which really makes you wonder about the green bay packers right because like if mike tomlin could lead that team four and two what the fuck man we can't beat the raiders oh we'd be four and two with tomlin for sure but that's what i'm saying man like that's what i'm saying kenny pickett's not good i'm sorry like but he's not so but i'm gonna go with the steelers at home home dogs I'm done betting against Mike Tomlin. I did it last week, even though I knew the like six and zero straight up last six off the buy stuff. I'm done fading the Steelers. 
for tell a me while. If, uh, tell me if this makes sense. If this was a playoff game, I would take Jacksonville. But because it's a regular season game, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, I mean, because I think, like, if I had to pick, I'd take the Jags to go further. Also, I would think, like, in their division, though, too, would you take, would you take, it's in Pittsburgh, though. Like, if this game were to be played in the playoffs, I would assume that the Jags would be hosting. Even if it was in Pittsburgh, even if it was in Pittsburgh, I would take Jacksonville in the playoffs. Ah, God, I don't know that I would. Yeah, well, I would. It's weird because Pittsburgh on that, like I'm just like talking football really quick. Um, like when they get pressure, because TJ Watt's one of the best players on the planet. I'd say the best, but Miles Garrett exists. Michael Parsons is really good, but he's just not on those guys' level. Uh, Nick Bosa is on those guys' level. Like Rashawn Gary is fucking awesome, but there's just this next tier of pass rusher that he's not even on. And yet, and I know his like pass rush win rate and all like the nerd stats are really good. And he's getting, you know, he's he's really, really fucking awesome himself. But TJ Watt, the Steelers, like when they get home on their pressure, a top five defense, but when they don't, they're exposed on the back end and their secondary is just not very good. They're moving some guys around though. I want to see if it looks any better the next couple of weeks. Cause I really like Joey Porter jr. From Penn state. And it looks like he's going to now be cornerback number one. You saw that a little bit last week. So I think they're only going to get better, but they're just a weird team. Um, and they kind of bore me, but I think that they beat the Jags outright. All right. Saints, another team that bores me. I hate them. They're one point dogs. I bet them last week. Derek Carr's not good. I kept yelling at people all summer because where's Derek Carr go? Like, who gives a shit? He's not good. Colts are one point favorites at home. Uh, I'm going to take. This is a tough game, though, man, because it's Gardner Minshew. Well, take all the Kamara reception props because all Carr oh, yeah, do, like, does is check down now. Guy had 13 catches last week. Hey, give me the Colts. I think the Colts are the better football team. They got a really good offensive line. I don't think Gardner Minshew's that much of a drop-off. The, the Colts, and I know like Michael Pittman's pissed off right now. I went back and watched that game against Cleveland. I think Cleveland's the best defense in the league. I mean, statistically, they are the best defense in the league. Everything was explosive play after explosive play. That offense is really fun year one. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Colts. I think the Colts are pretty good, actually. I think they moved to 4-4 four and four on the season. I think the Saints fall to 3-5, and five, and I think the Saints are in danger of missing the playoffs, even though they play the easiest schedule in the National Football League. Well, when Derek Carr went to the Saints, I said they're going to, they got a playoff home game, and uh, I didn't realize that he was worse than I thought. Um, yeah, I see is Olavi going to play? I mean, a little dust up. Yeah, he's like, uh, I play for the Saints, and the cop was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Um, uh, I don't know. I would assume he's probably out there, though. You know, yeah, I mean, I like, plays. I'm still, I'm going to take Indy. I'm going to take Indy. Me too. Me too. And that might be a distraction, too. Um, and they're just not good, the Saints. Uh, let's go over to, we got some prime time. So let's actually move over to the day slate really quick. Cleveland, Seattle. Here's one that I've bet. I bet this one, it was two and a half. It's actually out to three and a half here on Wednesday. Uh, the limits open up a little bit more. So you, you see a bunch of money come in and that means a lot of people like Seattle. I like Seattle. Cleveland's defense is really good, but I'm really worried about the offense. If I'm a Browns fan, because you know, PJ Walker, I just don't think winning with him is sustainable. Deshaun, even when he's out there, it doesn't look very good. Amari Cooper and David Njoku, I like the weapons. I feel like I say the same thing with the Browns every week, but I like Seattle at home. Tough place to play. I think Geno and the offense will get cooking a little bit in this game, and I think they'll score enough points. So give me the Seahawks, even though it's at three and a half right now. I like the money line better at this point, but Seahawks at home. You know the dead cap on Deshaun Watson is like the entirety of the salary cap? It's like $220 million. 
He's fucking awful. Yeah. I, I think he's Adam. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah. Like, Cleveland would be – Cleveland could pop probably make the AFC championship game with Kirk Cousins as their starting quarterback. In fact, they might be able to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins as their starting quarterback, man. How about Kirk the other night again? A lot of teams are instantly better with Kirk. The Saints are better with Kirk. The like Niners are Kirk. better with Kirk. Shitting on Kirk is lazy, man. Kirk's a good quarterback. It, like This is yeah. what I said when people bring Bears up like Roger with Kirk. Record, or Sparky wants to call Peyton Manning a choke artist. Like They're one of 11 dudes out there. They just play the most important position. And when you get to the playoffs... Like, you're playing against the best fucking defenses. Like, yeah, Rodgers didn't have the best success in the playoffs. He also played against, when we look back at this, I think those are some of the best defenses in NFL history. Legion of Boom, that Niners defense with Patrick Willis and those guys, not even, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, teams that win Super Bowls, there's a reason why we only have two, one Super Bowl with Favre and one with Rodgers, because we're trotting out Nick Perry and Brad Jones and fucking Ladarius Gunter. And not paying the right guys, like Micah Hyde, who I'm still watching make tackles for a loss at 33 years old. We pay these assholes. Uh, all right. All that to move, say Baltimore, eight and a half point favorites over Arizona. Oh, I bet Lamar to win MVP. The price sucks now, plus 700, but I think he's winning MVP. And I think the Ravens might win the Super Bowl. Eight and a half is a lot of points. And Baltimore's been getting up for all these games. They're five and two. I think they win, but I don't think they cover. Give me the Cardinals plus eight and a half. I will take Baltimore to go on the road and cover. Um, they're good. They're they're fast. They're on a dome. Keaton Mitchell, my my guy, my fantasy dynasty guy. He's gonna he's a speedster. He's like their ninth running back. Wasn't he a Look pitcher in like with a coke problem? Huh? What? Wasn't Keith Mitchell like a pitcher in the 80s with a Coke problem? Keith Mitchell uh, was a a designated hitter. Yeah, there you go. No, Keaton Mitchell. There you go, whatever. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of Kevin Mitchell. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. I feel like I'm going to... Kevin Mitchell was a left fielder. Yeah, okay. I, I can't... I can't, I can't keep up with the all the cat. Like, there's a lot of Mitchells out there, you know. There's an Eli Mitchell. Yeah, he doesn't ever, he doesn't ever touch the ball though. Um, all right, Cincinnati. Ooh, this might be the game of the week, man. Bengals five and a half point dogs. I bet this one uh, against the Niners. I took the Bengals. I think the Bengals are back a little bit, and I think Brock Purdy sucks, big dick. I know everybody loves. Oh wow, a lot of sharp money coming in on San Francisco. That's all right. I'll be with the public on this one. Give me uh, Joe Burrow against Brock Purdy. Well, I after that Cowboys game, I declared that I hashtag rock with Brock. And he's yeah, like in the last two weeks. He's good when all of his pieces are out there, but Debo's banged up. They're having to use like Trent Williams. The biggest injury for the Niners, everybody will talk about like Debo being hurt and McCaffrey not playing at 100%. The biggest injury for the Niners is Trent Williams not being out there. If he plays, I like the Niners in this game. But when he doesn't go, they don't, they don't have another offensive lineman right now grading out above replacement level, according to Pro Football Focus. So when there's no uh, – like when he's not out there, Trent Williams, they have to use George Kittle more as a blocker, more in pass pro. And I want Jordan, If Jordan Love was on the Niners, would they have the same record? 
I don't, I really don't know that answer right now, man. I mean, it doesn't. Rock's really last good. interception was a very Jordan Love like interception where he was he was timing the route and then the guy wasn't there. It's all about system. I don't I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's Jordan like Jordan Love had AJ Dillon wide open underneath the shit you guys always bitch at Rogers for. Like it was right there. They win that game, and I don't know what the, why he was hunting the deep ball into double coverage. Like that's insanity right there. That's the shit. Whenever I know everybody will hate me and you know, hot take Mike will be mad at me and whatnot. But that's the shit that I literally watched for two years and was like, why is like I know that he doesn't have all the talent around him, but this is the Mountain West and this dude's right here. Like that's the stuff you guys literally got mad at Aaron for. He got to see Aaron do it for two years and he still fucking does it. And this LaFleur offense that I kept hearing about that Rogers was checking out of, I hope he was checking out of it. You know why? Because it's shit. It's absolute shit. That offense is shit. I don't care that they're using motion. Like, there's no threat of any of these dudes. And this is on Goot, too. Like, as Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, these guys that you guys all hype up, these are like number threes on Super Bowl teams. And unless you have Patrick Mahomes, you're not winning with number threes as number ones. And you know what else Patrick Mahomes has? Travis Kelsey, who just found the fountain of youth. You know why? Because he's banging Taylor Swift. I love that, too, by the way. If, like, I love how, like, the meatheads just, get this off of my screen. Get this off of my screen. I love it. If you dickheads just grew half of a fucking brain cell, you would realize what's happening here. Travis Kelsey was averaging, like, 45 receiving yards before Taylor Swift was at every game and before they were dating. These receptions props, receiving yards props, touchdown props are cashing before the third quarter. Like, you don't even have to watch the entire game and you have money in your account. All you do is you go over six and a half receptions and over 74 and a half receiving yards. When they show T Swift doing the handshake, you do it with her. Cause you're rich. People <laughs> like, like everybody's so angry. Get this off of my screen. Give me my football. Like fucking relax. Jamokes. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. But that's, that's the hot take for you. Taylor Swift has saved my wallet and football. Taylor it, it must be like it must be exhausting always rooting for the anti-hero. Bengals Taylor, cover. Taylor about? Taylor Swift wears lipstick better than anyone I've ever seen put it on. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I also think like Brittany Mahomes, I don't think she's that bad either. All right, next. I think she's just like a ride or die for her husband, and sometimes she gets lit up at the games and like yelling and shit. Like you know, if I was fucking Patrick Mahomes, I'd probably be all hyped too. Now his brother, on the other hand, fuck that dude. Um, all right. Uh, next, we head out to Denver, um, where the Denver Broncos, victorious over the Green Bay Packers, are seven-point dogs against Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift, Andy Reid, and the Fighting Chiefs. And it's this simple. I'm going to fade them this week. I did grab Denver when it was seven and a half. I think Denver covers. But I'm going to bet Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions. It's actually seven and a half. I'm going to bet him over the receiving yards. And I'm going to lay the juice and bet him to score a touchdown. But I am going to take the Broncos to cover. No, I'll take the Chiefs. Broncos. I can't believe we lost to the fucking Broncos, dude. I can't. I bet it. We lost to the Broncos. I know. I bet them. The week after we lost to the Raiders. No, not even the week. There was a bye. Still I bet the Packers against the Raiders because I didn't think that was possible. But yeah, that was sad. <clears throat> I'm taking the Chiefs. The Chefs? Yeah. All right. Let's move out to Sunday night football because we'll do the Packers last. 
The Bears, eight and a half point dogs. The Chargers, eight and a half point favorites. I got to be honest. The fucking Chargers are not eight and a half points better than anybody. Like, I don't know that they're eight and a half points better than Arrowhead. With that so idiot this is going to be, I think, my survivor pick. The Chargers? Dude, the Bears quarterback, Bajent, Bajent, whatever the fuck his name is. Bajent. From Shepard. Um, looked awesome. You know what that means? He's throwing four picks. Yeah, Chargers, but I, I still got. I can't. I, I don't know though. I I don't know. I don't. I why trust the Chargers? I kind of. I hate the Bears, but I kind of like find myself cheering for this dude. I watched that game. This kid is from <sighs> Shepherd D two. His dad is a former professional arm wrestler, and like they took like family photos, dude. You got to look at this. Like his old man's wearing like a cocaine oh, bear I saw shirt, him, like doing it with Tom Pelissero or some shit. Yeah, I think I love this kid. Bears plus <laughs> eight and a half look for me. Yeah, I'll take the Bears to cover. I don't know that I the other the other one would be Monday night. I could take the Lions as my survivor at home, bouncing back after a loss against the Raiders. Yeah, I'm gonna be quick with this one. I like the Lions to beat the shit out of the Raiders. Well, at then home? I'll take the Lions. Yeah, yeah, Jared Jared Goff's. I don't get the why was why were people betting the Lions last week? Jared Goff on the road throwing the ball into the wind, a team that's getting pressure at a fifty percent rate. He's going to lose that game hundred out of hundred times. Jared Goff at home. I know that Max Crosby's awesome, but like smart offenses think, hey, one pass rusher that's getting home, other ten guys shit, and they figure out ways to take him out of the equation. Lafleur sits there like he's got cool tattoos. You know, like what the fuck, dude? Like double, like get rid of the ball quickly. I hate. I can't believe I'm saying this. I hate Lafleur, which leads us to our next game. I I hate Lafleur. Well, hate strong word, but he needs to get fired. Yeah, I don't hate like Lafleur the person. I hate him. Coach, so out on Lafleur as the coach. I'm so out. I'm. I'll never be back in. If I ever say I'm back in, I'm lying. Uh, but th- all that to say, I got the uh, Packers pajamas on today. I'm I'm all in this week. I just put a thousand dollars on Green Bay. We're at home. <laughs> I don't. I fucking hate losing. Like losing to the Broncos sucks, right? Losing to the Raiders sucks. Yeah, Packers are gonna I win. Would, Maybe they can be my survivor. I refuse. I refuse. At Lambeau Field, the house of Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Leroy Butler. Bart Starr. Reggie White. Clay Matthews. Sam Shields. Najee Davenport. Sam Barrington. Yeah, I'm with you. I take the Packers to roll. Yeah, dude, I think we beat the Vikings. Vikings are feeling high. Couple wins. They just beat the Niners. Now they come to Lambeau. I think Rashawn Gary has three sacks, realistically. One of them a strip sack. I think Kirko throws two pucks to Jesus. Kirko throws two pucks. Uh, Kurt we just typed up, up Kirk, and now we think he's going to throw two picks against this defense. Yeah, we fucking own Kirk at home. I was there last year for that game. That was the terrible Packer team. We beat the shit out of them, dude. I, I just like Lafleur can't go into this week. They started Sean Mannion. Problem. They started Sean Mannion though. Here's my thing. I'm not here to like just rip Jordan Love, 
because I really don't know that anybody can succeed with what's going on right now. Jordan Love's been shit, though. He's been so, 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 so tough to watch. But um, before has been worse. You know, the defense, the defense just kind of is what it is. It's so, like, every week we can't just blame the defense and blame Joe Barry. They're going to miss tackles. They're not a good tackling team. They're a defense that's built to play with leads. They're not built to trail in games. And this team just has no identity. I mean, it's tough to watch right now. It, it Like, it is, though, because it, I feel like I'm watching, you know, the, that like that final year of McCarthy where they're dropping Jordan Love back, three receivers, four receivers, you know, two tight end sets. But it's just really predictable. I know what they're doing. When they're running the ball, I know that they're running the ball. When they're throwing the ball, I know that they're throwing the ball. The route trees are terrible. Christian route can only run. Christian Watson can only run one route. It's a tough watch right now. But I do think they beat the Vikings. And if they don't, oh, I'm going to be sad and broke. Yeah, this Packers team is pretty awful. But it's early. I guess. Could turn things around with a win over the Vikings. That's what that's how easy this is, though. I mean, they're not like winning the Super Bowl this year, but we got to figure out if Jordan Love can play. And right now, I mean, they look bad, bad. Like the games I told you that I had circled as wins have become losses. And now, like, what wins are you counting? And if it gets bad, bad, do we tank for Penix? Just kidding. Uh, what like I want Drake May or Caleb Williams. I don't think they'll be bad enough, though. Unless they I don't want win Jordan Love to be good. I want him to be good. Yeah, but he's got to be good. I don't want to like, I want to, I don't want, right now, I don't want to extend Jordan Love. I'm sorry. Because he's a good yeah. kid and he waited his turn and we've seen some things we like. That's just not enough because he's not a rookie. Like I've already seen that CJ Stroud can play, man. You have too. And that Texans offensive line is grading out very poorly. And I mean, he's throwing the ball to Tink Dell and Brandon Cooks. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, let's let's call it what it is. Bryce Young hasn't looked very good. Anthony Richardson was looking really good. Those guys are rookies. Jordan Love's not a rookie. He's been in the league now. So, I mean, he's got to start showing some shit here. I'd say, like, you know, like, up, you could even classify him a rookie or consider him a rookie the first couple of weeks of the season, but now he's got to start showing stuff because now he's been in, in the league. He's seen these live reps for a couple of weeks. I'm not trying to be a hater. It's just been really bad to watch. I mean, LaFleur needs to be better, though. Set him up for success. The offensive line needs to be better. You know, Elton Jenkins is the what, I, what I've been saying, and I'll, I'll tell you, is they're doing a science experiment. And in a science experiment, you need, you're trying to find the answer to a hypothesis. The hypothesis is Jordan Love is good. So you're going to try to figure out if that's true or not. So everything needs to be a constant, and he's the variable. What's the problem is everyone's – Everyone's we're trying to find out if anyone's good. You can't take a football team and grow them together at the same time. Like it's a baseball lineup. This is a disaster yeah. all the way around. It starts you at the top. Use, 100%. You should, exactly. You should use this as the clip because I think this falls on Matt LaFleur because Matt LaFleur, like this looks like to me, almost like he's kind of like mailed it in. I feel like Matt LaFleur's checked out. I don't feel like the team's checked out. I feel like Matt LaFleur, like I look at him on the sideline. I watch these post-game press conferences. He looks defeated. 
the same way that he looked defeated after the loss to Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game, after the loss to San Francisco, where they win that game despite not scoring an offensive touchdown because your special teams was that bad, your defense was that bad. Actually, the defense wasn't that bad. The defense actually kept them in that game. The offense was that bad, and the special teams was that bad. But he just looks defeated, and I feel like this is a lazy coaching job. It's easy to look good and win 13 games when you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It's not so easy when you have the youngest wide receiver room in the league, when you have Jordan Love, when you have this defense, but you got to get creative. Like Mike Tomlin, we just talked about this, point differential. They're like minus 17 this season. Every game they're being outgained by like 100 plus yards, but they're finding ways to win games because of coaching. I don't think Kenny Pickett's that much better than Jordan Love, do you? I don't think the Steelers, talent-wise, are that much better than the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers are in the NFC. They're in the NF fucking C. The Steelers might be in the toughest division. They are in the toughest division in all of fucking football, man. So it doesn't make any sense. LaFleur needs to get his shit figured out because I don't know how long his leash is. You know, is that a Mark Murphy thing, a Brian Gudikins thing? I don't think Brian Gudikins' leash should be that long. I mean, this defense, all those first-round picks, who do you like on that defense, dude? Jair, Rashawn Gary. I like Wyatt. Uh, you know, Quay is still a project. Well, I like a lot of the guys on the defense. Some of the stuff, like when when they're at the goal line and Barry's still in nickel, it's like you've called the wrong play on Madden, but don't have any timeouts left. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. And, you and you're, the button to fucking change your audible is broke. Like I have my two favorite teams in the world. I'm so sad this football season because my two favorite football teams in the world, I think, have the talent to right now be at worst. One loss teams, the Notre Dame fighting Irish. And I like Marcus, man, but how the fuck twice in a row in the most important game of the season, do you have 10 defensive players on the field? And then you say, you don't want to take the penalty. And then I have the Packers with all those first round picks, but every week it's the same game. They're whiffing on tackles. They can't stop the run. Everybody in the NFL, like, Ah, uh, it's just so frustrating. All that to say, I got to talk about this more on Curtin Long, so you can catch me there. Those those are the picks for the week. <laughs> All right, thank you. Tell Steve I said hello. I will. Hey, see you, Bart. Let's wrap it up with some more voicemails. Carl of et.com backslash Bart. Remember, he's got, and they've got a warehouse. I wish you guys could all see this warehouse. Uh, it's in Milton, and they employ many from the Milton area. And uh, it's it, it's it's a bit it's a big it's a big spot where they're making all these golf simulators and they're making the uh, video screens. That's kind of how you got started into this. So even if you just want a video screen and like watch movies in your garage, they can help you with that. But golf simulators, the name of the game, Carl's Place, carlovet.com backslash Bart. I implore you to just go check it out and see what they see what they have. All right, Bucky Boyd has left me some voicemails. For whatever reason, when Bucky calls, I don't get the transcription. So I really don't know what he is going to say. Uh, it's it's a little thrilling for me. But Bucky Boyd, very upset with the three-minute time limit, which, again, I cannot figure out how to change. Here's Bucky Boyd. All right, Bucky Boyd here, checking in after uh, quite a disappointing loss. Of the Denver Broncos uh, did not expect to lose to such a lowly team, but here we are. Um, 
first things first, uh, just listen to the pod for today. Uh, and Tim Shea, you sound like such a casual with the, with the Keyshawn Nixon discourse. I mean, yeah, sure. He's, he's, it, it appears he's hurting the team with how he's, uh, I guess you could say opting to return certain kicks, but you know, he, he's an electric all pro special teamer and he's, he's earned that right to be aggressive. And he's just essentially trying to spark a sleepy offense, you know, based on how slowly we've been starting the past few weeks. Um, you know, he did this numerous times last year in our, in our hunt for the playoffs. And I think he's earned the right to be aggressive on kickoffs. I mean, you know, that is the last of our problems. Sure. There's some field position things that, that implications that can result from him kind of doing these things. But I, I will accept no Keyshawn Nixon slander. He's one of the most electric players on our team. And I think he's, he's deserved and earned the right to be aggressive on, on kickoff and punt opportunities. Um, and another thing I'm hearing over the last few days is all of this. I'm out on Jordan love and let's move on to Clifford. And it, it's just, you know, these people need to get real, you know, literally look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you equipped to be a football fan, particularly of a team that's this young? And I, I'm just wondering if people even account for the fact that we have a shitty offensive line. We can't establish the run. We've, we've got fifth year college seniors running routes to the same spots. Are you sure you would rather see Sean fucking Clifford, uh, play with, a a, a hand that's dealt in that fashion? I don't think people would be prepared to watch that. Um, I mean, yeah, the Broncos stink, but their, their defense had been playing better coming into this game. And, you know, that in combination with Matt LaFleur's poor offensive scheme is not necessarily a formula for winning games. Um, you know, another thing that I've noticed over the past few weeks is we have absolutely no pass rush. You know, we've played the Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world, Russell Wilson, um, and we can't get pressure on them. You know, Wilson was, was sitting back there reading the Bible. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he would rather be doing that, but you know, lack of a pass rush. Oh, Bucky, Bucky got cut off the three minutes. The ax has been wielded to Bucky Boyd. Bucky Boyd calls back. Mark. Bucky Boyd calling back. <clears throat> I should be officially dubbed as the voicemail of the fire because I constantly defy the three-minute time allotment. Nonetheless, uh, I think I was ranting about our lack of pass rush, which is true. And, you know, the lack of pass rush plus our inability to allow our secondary to be aggressive um, is not really a, a, a recipe for winning, nor is it a recipe to make QBs look uncomfortable or feel uncomfortable, and therefore our defense kind of gets carved out game after game. Um, you know, the Packers just generally stink as a team, and I don't, I, I'm not a, a, I'm not convinced that Jordan Love has, he, he's really the least of our problems and should be, uh, has the least of the blame. Um, you know, Bart, you continue to allude to the fact that 
you know, he was kind of set up to, for failure thanks to Goot and his vision for trying to essentially build an MLB team in hopes of them growing together um, rather than making your, you know, supposedly franchise quarterback um, look good and be successful in a system with, with players who can help him. Not, not players who are who were drafted to grow together. And I agree with the, the, the fact that that is a model for baseball, not for a sport where, you know, quarterback is key and you, uh, the quarterback is a beneficiary of, of skilled position players. And in the Packers' case, our skilled players are basically in college still. Um, so, you know, this is definitely a growth year. I don't think it's a rebuild per se. It's just um, growing pains. And, you know, I think we'll probably win around seven games. Uh, nonetheless, Badger football, what a comeback. Way to show resilience, perseverance. We're back in the hunt for the West, thanks to Iowa's loss. Um, I still think this is a transition year for Fickle uh, and his coaching staff and his recruiting class. But we'll be in the playoff hunt, most likely, next year and the year after. Um, and then, obviously, we got Bucks coming up this week. And we can shift our focus to that rather than thinking about the Packers. So, Enough with the love discourse. Enough with the Keyshawn Nixon discourse. Tim Shea sounds like such a casual. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Love the show. Peace and love. Bucky Boyd getting his uh, five minutes in there, his five cents. Just again on the Packers, I think that we are aware of what this team was going to be. It does look a little worse than we would have even thought. It's just we will – like to go from a team that wins all the time, wins all the time, and then a regular season where they don't – is an adjustment we have to deal with. Uh, it is a welcome adjustment for me because I we we capped out at it. We could not get to the Super Bowl, go a different path. Uh, but I think this path was a little too young, a little too rough, and they're just losing in shitty ways. And so it's not enjoyable. Not that all rebuilds are, but you need moments that are okay. I see it. You need. I think I think love would be good to have a, a moment or a throw or a drive on Sunday where it's like, guy, I, I see it. Yes, I think we need that. We got it against the Bears. We had it against the Saints. It's been a couple of weeks, so people are starting to doubt again. Uh, Lafleur needs to just stop crying, and I'll instantly change my mind on him. No, I'm out though. I said I'm out. I'm out. Uh, and Goot, Goody, Goody. Fellow lacrosse guy, you and I need a pint at Dell's, a Bloody Mary with a Miller Lite chaser, and we'll figure this out, okay? You and me together. This is the end of the Bart Winkler Show. Bucks post game tonight. Hope to see you all there.